This is Joe. And you're listening to Ubaldi Brief. And today we're going to talk about the potential Biden tax. Yes. And this came about yesterday, right? It came about yesterday, but we knew this was coming because during the campaign, he railed against the Trump tax cut of 2017. And yeah. he mentioned that we're going to raise taxes on the wealthiest of Americans. And this wouldn't hit the middle class or anybody making less than 400000 Yeah. And he's, we were like, yeah, he's going to raise our taxes. And he's, no, we're not going to raise your taxes. We're just going to have a different tax structure. And all of a sudden, it's like, Oh, you are going to raise taxes. And it's mostly, is the stimulus maybe a reason why they're doing it? That's one of the reasons because you had to, all they did in all the stimulus spendings, even with Trump, is they borrowed their money. So they borrowed $1.9 trillion from -hmm. the federal treasury. You got to pay that back. Our debt is about $30 trillion right now. So now they want to, they're looking at doing infrastructure spending. And there's, they haven't come out with a plan yet, but they're widely reporting that it's going to be between one to $4 trillion. Somebody's got to pay for that. And then if they push their Medicare for all, and there's various reporting from different think tanks, even left-leaning think tank, as well as conservative think tanks, and it's going to be around $32 trillion. And they rated Bernie Sanders' plan when he was running for president. His tax proposals only raised $17 trillion, and he's short another $15, $16 trillion. There's just not enough money from the wealthy alone. You're going to have to hit the middle class because yeah. that's where the bulk of the money resides. And also that the upper class have very uh, clever ways of making it so that their money isn't all taxed. The reason why they hold on to so much money or the reason why they are comfortable with these tax raises is that they have people in place in order to, and they pay them to keep their money at a level where they don't have to pay that many taxes on it, whether it's in properties, investments, or even maybe even uh, 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 a Roth IRA. Well, see, the difference is the wealthy get their income mainly, like you're saying, from different investment sources. They don't get their bulk of their money from a W-2 like the rest of us do. Mm-hmm. So it's they have experts that can help move their money around and put it in investments. But even if they didn't and you got rid of all those loopholes, it's still not going to add up to the money that you need to pay for all this socialized spending, especially the Medicare for all, the new Green Deal. You're talking like the new Green Deal is anywhere between $52 trillion and $92 trillion. There's not enough money from the wealthy to pay for all that. And then if you do Medicare for all, various think tanks have stated that, and one of them was left-leaning. I believe it was the Urban, that's the one, it was the Urban Institute, which is a left-leaning think tank, said it would cost about $32 trillion to implement the Medicare for all. And then you have the it was a, George Mason, I think university came out with theirs and it was around the same thing. So both conservative and liberal sense have said it's going to cost this much money. So where does all that money come from? But also the taxpayer is putting their money into these things that aren't probably even going to them. They're trying to just say, hey, you got a $1,400 check, so you should be cool paying all these taxes and people are not seeing the end result. They just want, hey, I get money. Like I, I get money next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, give it to me. But here's, a, here's an interesting historical analogy. And I wrote an article 
it was like I posted it last year about October. And it says, are Biden and the Democrats repeating history with their tax proposal? And what I mean by that, and if you look at history and you study history, and I'm not saying I'm a great historian, but I love the study of history. Yeah. And if you look at the Great Depression started in October when the market collapsed in 1929 and ended with America's pretty much entry into World War II. In between that, Franklin Roosevelt wins the election. But in 1935, the economy had gained all its losses back from what it did in 1929, where Roosevelt overreached and he proposed a wealth tax in 1935, which eventually the U.S. would pass the Revenue Act of 1935, which raised federal income taxes on the wealthiest Americans, like a wealth tax that Bernie Sanders and especially Elizabeth Warren wants to push. Now, this act levied a progressive tax up to 75% on the highest earners over $1 million at that period. They expanded the taxes in 1936 on individuals making over $5 million and the earnings of corporations. They really gave it teeth to these tax increases in 1937. They got rid of a lot of the legal loopholes. They put a lot of burden on businesses. Mm-hmm. And they also raised the corporate tax rate, which I think at that time was about 10 or 10, between 10 and 15 percent. And they raised it all the way up to 75 percent. So what they did is individuals and corporations and business had to hold on to their money. They couldn't invest it back into their company, nor could they invest in their biggest expenditure was labor. So unemployment was between 12 and 14 and dropping. Once they did this, the unemployment rate shot up to 20% and would stay like that through about 1940 as we were gearing up for World War II. And then about 1937-38, a second depression hit when all these taxes finally came in. Because, and if you take it to 2021, the economy has been improving. The third quarter of last year, we saw 33% growth in the GDP. The fourth quarter was 4%. And even if you look at the unemployment rate for February, it was, I think it was like 300 to 400,000 jobs were created. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was in the service sector industry, which has been hit hard. So what happens when you raise the corporate tax? It's not, people need to understand corporations are not just your big multinational corporations like Ford, GM, Microsoft, or Google. I have a corporation and I'm not wealthy. So how many how much is that going to hit middle-class Americans? So you got businesses that have been reeling for the economic shutdown. They're just trying to get their head above water. And then you're going to throw these taxes among all the other regulations. Look at the energy prices. Considering where we were last year, now a lot of it's not just attributed to Joe Biden, but he didn't help matters by ending Keystone and then getting into a a spat with the Saudis who reduced their oil production. And that means there's more demand for energy, but less supply out there. So that means prices go up. Let's go back for a second. So as soon as Trump kind of took office or and we started seeing an increase in the stock market, the GDP, the jobs numbers, and they were all relating it back to oh, because of stuff Obama put in place. Now we're in a administration and the same thing coming out of this pandemic, we see increasing job numbers. We also see the stock market is still getting higher and the GDP. So is this stuff 
Trump put in place or is it stuff that is going on because Biden's in place or is it just like a habit of circumstance where in the next four years, if I'm elected president, the same thing's going to happen? Typically, when a new president comes in, it takes another year for their policies to take hold. Now, I know a lot of people say that the Trump inherited a good economy, but if you look at the numbers, and this isn't me saying this, is the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Census Bureau, Commerce, and many other government agencies. The economy for Obama peaked about 2013, 2014. And then after that, the GDP numbers came down in 2016 the GDP was about 1.6%. So when Trump came in and he ended regulations, the burdensome regulations, he passed the tax cut, everybody thinks that, oh yeah, it went to the wealthy. The vast majority who benefited were low-wage individuals. The bottom half, and they saw their wages grow go up. Now under Bush Jr., the average income for went up about $600. Obama had it about $1,200. But under Trump, it was almost $6,000. So wages had increased every pretty much every year. And that's fact. People can dispute it. People can put their partisan spin to it. But that's from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that showed mm-hmm. that wages went up for the bottom half, not the upper half. It's just a misnomer to play the partisan politics. Yeah. Okay. So John, why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can get a hold of us? You can get a hold of us and you can learn more about what we have on Ubaldi Reports by going to Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. That's Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Ubaldi Reports. You can go to Facebook and look at Ubaldi Reports group and you can find us there. But we also, before we end this, we'd like to send a shout out to the Heroes Media Group, which is owned by a veteran-owned individual, and he has about 30 podcasts on his platform. Well, he placed Ubaldi Reports on that platform. So if anybody's listening in from Heroes Media Group, we're glad to have you. So this helps us get out to a bigger and broader audience. And then what we're going to do in the first week or so of April, we're going to do We're going to live stream these podcasts. We're going to do a video vlog, and we're going to place this on all our social media platforms. So the first soft introduction is just letting everybody know who you, what a Ubaldi Reports is and the backgrounds of Joe Bitts and John. And then after that, we're going to do... I lost you. You muted yourself. So go back to April so Jimmy can cut it. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I can't see you. I said, yeah, ask to start video. You see a little, there you go. All right. So just go back to in April. In April, we're going to do a soft launch because we're going to start live streaming our podcast on all our social media platforms. And at that point, we're going to just explain who John Ubaldi and Joe Bitts are. We're retired combat Marines from Iraq and Afghanistan. And then when we do the official launch, we're going to pick a topic that is big in the news, and we're just going to center on that. So that gives a chance for people to see us at a different level and get us out to a bigger audience. But then Joe has something we're going to do in April as well. And Joe, why don't you explain that? So in the beginning of April, we're going to have a Patreon so that people that listen to the Ubaldi Reports and want more of the Ubaldi Reports can contribute for as little as a dollar and some things and with other tiers ranging a little bit higher. And in return, you're going to get a uncensored podcast called Ubaldi Reports. 
Okay. You're going to get a, okay, let me try it again. You're going to get a uncensored podcast called Ubaldi Reports Unclassified or Declassified. Okay. You're going to get a uncensored podcast called Ubaldi Reports Declassified, where we go more of the uncensored side, but we get a little bit more crazier, or I would say a little bit more looser with our opinions. And we kind of like tell you guys how we really feel about the current situations that's going on basically be unfiltered you really get our responses how we feel about what's going on some of these key issues yeah so everybody keep listening and have a good day i also just want to thank you for listening and our numbers are coming up so keep it up keep listening to you